Hey guys, and welcome to the Double A Podcast. I'm Ethan. I'm Caden. I'm Austin. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Noah. And our special guest for today is Luke, who uh, we all know from our high school. And uh, Luke, to start off, I have a question for you, which is, how was your experience in high school with all the friend groups and everything? Um, it was it was pretty fluid, honestly. That's um, one of the interesting things about high school is that especially like like in college, you kind of make your own classes based off of your interests, and so you get with people that are in your interest. And there's kind of that connectivity in high school, like you get advanced classes and stuff, but like you also just get thrown in with a bunch of random people. And so like there are people that I was friends with, like really close with, like the first two years of high school, and then the second two years of high school, I like barely saw them at all. Also, um, depending on what you do, like one of the funny things I think is that like I've seen in like TikToks and stuff where people reference like different personalities, but it's really it's really true that you have different personalities that you employ with different friend groups. Like I have friend groups that I'm more like talkative and stuff, and um, I don't say extroverted, but like there's a definitive difference between how I would act in front of a certain group of people or like how I would act in like, say the basketball locker room. That's, that was a whole yeah. different group. That was a different demographic. And um, also just like intellectuality at all. Like discussions are a lot different. I don't think it would have been a great idea to bring up philosophy um, in, in the basketball locker room. I don't think it would have been. The only difference is whether you're shirtless or not, and, and those two different demographics. Yeah. Is this the only difference? Well, I'm pretty confident <laughs> we had the gayest locker room in the state of Alabama. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, man. Some, some people. Hey, I think everybody says that, though. Like, I've heard yeah. stories. Just the uh, aspect of having, like, going back to what you said before, having uh, that aspect of different personalities and friend groups and stuff like that, especially in high school. Um, like, me being in the band when I was in high school, obviously there's things that I would do and say that related to different subjects and like different personalities for people to like apply to them. And I feel like that's kind of a, a thing that sets up your personality as a whole in the future when dealing with certain people like out of high school. Um, I know like normally people are like, how did high school prepare you for college? And then the general answer is, well, it didn't. But like, yeah. in all reality, it you saw you in high school, you saw all the clicks. So you saw this this group of people, this group of people, the popular people. But in all reality, like the popular people were considered the popular people because they were popular for reasons they didn't need to be popular for. Going into college, you you see the different groups of people, but there's no social hierarchy. Mm-hmm. There's no I'm uncomfortable to you it's literally just an even playing field and you have this interest and i have this interest popularity is a non-existent concept in college like the social clues still exist in terms of how people group together but like especially like big colleges like the student body of like thirty-eight thousand people there is no is not possible at all for there to be any sort of social hierarchy i would say the only kind of like maybe even sort of social hierarchy would be like different organizations you're a part of like SGA or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just more people know of you. Unless you're an athlete that, that might be the hierarchy. That's true. Yeah. yeah. If you're an athlete <laughs> yeah. at the D1 so S, athletes get a D1 school, then yeah, okay. You're a little on a pedestal, but 
that's also a incredibly minute percentage. So, but they also put themselves yeah. on that pedestal. People don't put them on that pedestal. Nah, some yeah, people definitely do put them on that Some people put, yeah, some people definitely put the athletes on a pedestal. And if I saw, like, Bryce Young walking around campus, I think it'd be a little, little different than seeing, like, Luke has a, a fan girl moment. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bryce! Yeah. And I realize that he's, like, two years older than me, and, like, that's just not something that should be a thing. Yeah. That yeah. is weird. It's, it's definitely more of the sports fans that put put the players on the pedestal oh yeah do you think that uh from you you know having all your different personalities with your different friend groups do you think that's going to carry on into college or do you think you'll be able to become you know more just being yourself a lot of times that's not dependent on me being myself it's dependent on who you're with and so like like i was saying like basketball that if the ones that were they remember like that two and a half hour conversation we had an advisor one day in like scrolls class or something where we talked about the concept of a chair and what constituted a chair philosophically. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not that I, it's not that I wouldn't like, it's not that I wouldn't try to have that conversation. It's that it's not possible. In college, it could carry over if you, if I had like separate groups and obviously being that it's like a weekend, that might not be something that is prevalent yet. I mean, I'd say the personality thing kind of carries over to every stage of life. Kind of like mm-hmm. how you'll act differently with, co-workers than you will with your family at home so i think that's just going to be a consistent thing forever um it's not inherently a good or bad thing it's just something that is going to be present yeah i, I agree think with that. part of it is mostly that like the people you know are going to have different interests you're not really going to talk to somebody about something they don't know anything about because there's no real point in talking to them about it that's going to be part of it at least yeah. it'd be like talking to a law yeah, you would have to describe everything, and even then, they might not enjoy the thing. It's just a lot of work for something that might not even work out in the end. It would right. be like talking Yankees baseball to your all your friends that don't watch MLB. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who that could I be. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> my my little bit on this, I feel like in high school, you you have been around those people. Say it's senior year, you've been around those people for six, seven years already. All right. Mm -hmm. So I have a completely different personality, a completely different outlook now than I did when I was in sixth grade. Having different personalities with different friend groups, it's because you get those friend groups at different points in time and you feel like you have to stay this person with this friend group and then you mold into a different person and then you have to be this uh, person with this friend group. But when you get to college, I feel like it doesn't carry over. It doesn't translate over as much as far as college crowds go. Because you kind of, by the time you get into college, for the most part, have a good idea of your personality, who you are, like, like some type of feeling as far as that goes. And like, I've been as transparent as I could be with anybody that I've met, like my, with my personality and everything so far. And I feel like I don't have to change that when I talk to different people, because I don't, I don't know these people I haven't known them for six or seven years, so they, they don't know anything about me. It's almost like a fresh start. Yeah, like Blunt, you have built-in like relationships there. But another kind of contrast in that is that like college, it's almost kind of depressing. It's like, especially at the bigger colleges, you can meet somebody and like genuinely be friends with them for like an hour in like a class or like at the rec and then never see them again in your life. Yep. And so like, especially with the fact that how many different classes there are like in high school 
it's like, oh, did you get this one of four different advanced English classes that are possible? Whereas in college, it's like, oh, I have this class at 8 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And another person has one of like 30 other class options for that class. And that's also not everybody. You have to think within the, like the fact that you have people that are in your major and people that aren't in a major and then people that take different classes and take different routes to get their degree and different focuses. And all of a sudden you're meeting very few people that you spend a ton of time with. It's kind of like in, in high school, you get to spend a lot of time with the same people, but in college, mm-hmm. it kind of transitions you into the real world. And the fact that very few people are you spending a lot of time with. Aubrey, he's taking kinesiology and he's in the bio class, but he's not in my chem class. So once True. I get into those higher level classes, it'll start being more of my major. And I feel yeah. like I'll see those people more often. And that's a really so exciting thing. Like I'm excited. Yeah, I have not and, been able to interact with English majors at all. When you go up to like the next grade, say you like pass 10th grade or whatever, you go to 11th grade, you're going to end up being in the same classes with the same people if you're on the same academic level as you were before in the previous year, right? So I feel like college itself is a lot more of meeting new people as high school is more of focusing on that academic part instead of you know getting introduced to new things and having that repetitive you know same people in the same class isn't really introducing you to the new concept of getting out there and being social mm-hmm. even if you do have that same friend group you know i joined block and bridal clubs so pretty much like you go and you interact with the beef cattle that we ha- uh, have at the university the dairy cattle uh poultry science and everything uh horses everybody in that club is is my same major and they're all pre-vet they're all animal science so i went to my chem class came out of my chem class and i saw them in the hallway and i was like oh shoot what's up i didn't know that we had this class you had this class after i had blah 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 so i feel like getting out and making those interactions you see it is crazy how much i see people on a gigantic campus that i don't realize that i i see every day well, you know, in college, you're going to be with everyone that has the same major as you once you start moving up into those classes. So you're going to have a lot in common, right? But back yeah. in high school, no one really had any plans. You know, it was just a bunch of teens just trying to get through school. Yeah. So how are you able to figure out, you know, which friend group you belonged with, which friend group you really connected with? I feel Ooh. like class percentile really, really de- was dependent on that. Yeah, and that sounds like the truth, but at the same time, it sounds, it's incredibly yeah. true. It sounds yeah. terrible. If you were, like, it's one of those hard to swallow pills that like, you go and you look at the friend groups, they would probably fit very closely together in terms of like in terms class of where you are in the percentile. Like, yeah, yeah yes. like academically, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's very close. Well, I remember. Ethan's rank was like, what, you were top 20, top 15? I was number 10 in the top 10. You were number 10. And, like, like, I think pretty much like everybody uh in the i knew everyone in the top 10 yeah i was like a couple spots behind ethan i think so. well you see i didn't even make it into top 100 and here we are we met you through band though we knew you before we got mm-hmm. to high school yeah your extracurriculars no matter if you had the same personality those are going to link you together just by nature like mm-hmm. categorically categorically you can have two people like that are completely different. Like I would like, I could look at Noah or Aubrey and then look at like some freshman band kid and they will be completely different personalities, but they are linked together by nature inherently just because they're in band. 
And so that's how a lot of groups are created. Extracurriculars in high school are like the majors of college. Like that's what you're choosing. And those are the people that you're yeah. going to click with. Oh, yeah. And then like the class percentage is like the Two. honors college version yeah uh, for high school i agree with that and i feel like like you have the majors but i feel like that's it's there's a hierarchy or hierarchy between between all that like it's just unwritten but the band kids are below the athletic like the athletes you know what i'm saying yeah, it's really yeah. weird yeah. how that works and so and what's honestly, even weirder is whenever yeah. you have an overlap like whenever you have yes. an overlap like say like there are three separate entities there's like there are the popular like the perceptively popular groups like the athletes and whatever and then there are like the band and like more artistic extracurriculars and then somewhere in between that is the academics and so like you can look at it as like kind of like a venn diagram there's a very small percentage of people that fit into like either like high academic or band or high academic and athlete or band and athlete or whatever and those are the weird the weird exceptions um they don't always necessarily get grouped into a group because they're exceptions within their own like extracurricular. But like Aubrey was out here in all three in high school. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't. I didn't play any sports, so like I wasn't. Really but you were athletes. you were friends with a lot of people who did play sports. You were friends with yeah. White in that friend group. You were also. Friends but that was also true. I do. That was also through the academic connections, you know. Yeah, because I had those. Because they were also classes. they were you know the difference between Aubrey, yeah. you know, in band and being academic, and they were in sports and academic. Sports it's and the academic. academic connection. Yeah, it's the overlap. Yeah, I'd say yeah. the weirdest thing was senior year that experience for me, like having been having been a band kid, and then being naturally within that friend group, even when I wasn't in band, like first three years of high school. But then having like the band friend group the whole time, and then getting thrust into that other circle of athletics and stuff. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like that all three circle, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't in band. Like I was at one point. So I mean, I did. I was in the weird all three circle, and it was an right. interesting experience. Towards the end, people started to take more appreciation for the band circle. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there was a big shift. There was a big like I. I don't know if I'm the only one who saw it, but I felt like there was a big shift in people who like stopped ragging on on the band. I feel like our senior year that is prevalent or that's true for like anybody. Like I feel like I mean they were still yeah. clicks and stuff, but like I feel like the social hierarchy kind of died a little bit our senior year. Like I we didn't got, get the impression we got over the fact of like having those people that we thought were better than us realizing that yeah, they're not. That they weren't. I felt mm -hmm. a lot more connectivity and just like camaraderie throughout everybody like we weren't like oh the jocks or the athletes or the man people of the senior class we were just like oh we're all the senior class so right i thought that was cool. it's like a i feel like that happens to like every senior class so it's like the yeah at some point in together. high school you just come to realize it's like what's the point of popularity like yeah. there's natural popularity people trying to be popular like at certain point people just realize that that's kind of stupid yeah, yeah i feel like a big lie we tell ourselves in high school is that like or even if we don't tell ourselves we like in our subconscious we're like people can't be replaced like this person is irreplaceable in my life and if i lose them it's it's not gonna it, it's there's not gonna be somebody else like them and that's that's a big thing that's a hard pill to swallow that like people are everybody's replaceable in your life there's some people that's going to be hard to replace but everybody in your life is replaceable and i feel like we hurt ourselves a whole lot believing that lie that everybody or that people aren't replaceable if they fill a void in your life like 
there there is someone who can replace them because this person is not always going to be there. I talked to maybe 10, 15 people that graduated with us and we had what, 215 in our class? Yeah. So when and you say that people are replaceable, you're talking about the people that you're not close with? Not even that. Like I mean, like short of your nuclear family, most people most of the time there are roles. Like other than your parents and your siblings, like the yeah. role of best friend is pretty expendable and pretty fluid. And a lot of times I think you see that in high school. Like, I mean, there are people that like my 10th grade year, I was really close friends with. But then you look yeah. at it and like, well, I'll say I can describe my friend group in 12th grade year as people that I was really close friends with. And they're a lot of times different yeah. people, or at least some of it's different. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you go from talking to someone literally every within every 10 minutes of, of the day to not even thinking about them anymore after after being after knowing them for four years four plus years knowing them really well for four years and then it just doesn't matter anymore i f- and, and like i feel like that's something that's really hard to understand until you're there is like you don't have to have this person because there are things that make that that make you better with them not with you or them not not in your life you can want to hang out with someone but that doesn't mean they're like necessary to your life to function you can move on without someone it's i I think that's kind of the point you're trying to make not like necessarily replaceable no one's going to be the exact same yeah but like you're you're always gonna like if you lose a friend you're still gonna have friends and you might make more that like kind of fill that fill that gap kind Mm -hmm. of thing like the connection might be more instinctual and Pavlovian than just like out of actual necessity. For the viewers, uh, can you please explain what Pavlovian means? For the viewers, yeah, for the viewers right? <laughs> yeah, for yeah, the viewers, yeah. yes, for everybody. There, there Pavlov's, might be people out there that don't know. Pavlov's dog, um, that reference in the office, where the dude, um, Pavlov basically was a scientist who trained dogs to salivate at the sound of a bell. I really think it's interesting how much dogs can like learn like those uh videos of dogs that push buttons to talk those are always pretty Yes, cool. yeah. those are I saw dogs yeah. drive a car. <laughs> dogs don't, you can't make me believe dogs. Next drive. To dogs do not drive. <laughs> he, he was not no, like at the road number 1, number 2 pedal like feet not reaching those pedals. Impossible. <laughs> no, number three, he had no opposable thumbs. He had like uh like they decked the car out especially for the dog. It was like levers and like he would put the car into drive. He put the car into drive and then uh the car would just like start moving and then the trainer would give him commands to like turn the wheel and stuff. That's weird. That's not even like the craziest animal like example of autonomy. Like have y'all seen the really it's a really off-putting video and how casual it is, but like there's a video of like an orangutan sitting in a golf cart and just Driving, yes just driving like that it's, is it's very bizarre I cannot say that how I have. casual it is i i like, am it, kind of scared of the intelligence of some like species of monkeys sometimes it's weird i think the, the monkeys bite uh some monkeys might actually be more intelligent than some of the people we went to high school with um with the amount of yeah. accidents that happen in a parking lot at uh, high school. <laughs> a very <laughs> parking lot all right so i know this guy this one time all right uh, quick story time. I knew this guy. Um, he was involved in stuff he shouldn't have been involved in. Mm. And um, for some reason, he thought it was a good idea to do illegal things in the parking lot. 
Mm. And uh, these illegal things ended up getting him taken out of the high school. And I feel like as far as that goes, something like that, like that, seeing that person, knowing that person, like seeing that change in, in a person can really, really show just how effective hanging out with people can be to changing your personality. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, cliche, you say like stereotypes, it's just something that's generally said. Stereotypes ha- are implemented for a reason. All right. May, may or not be true, but cliches are said for a reason because it's something that happens. And uh, I feel like tiptoeing into the wrong crowd really changes your personality, especially with how impressionable you are and having mm-hmm. people that are older than you tell you that things are okay. Like, honestly, peer pressure. Uh, is there any, like, ha- has anybody had any problems with peer pressure, like going from high school? Or even in high school? Uh, yes. <clears throat> I used to, before I could get my license, I used to ride with a friend to school. Uh, you know, they did a lot of illegal stuff. And, <clears throat> you know, they would try and peer pressure me into doing some of it. And it like, it would be, it would be rough, you know, being in a car with two or three people that are all doing this thing, you know, you're close friends with them. Like I've been friends with all of them since elementary school and seeing them get caught up in this thing and wanting me to do it along with them. You know, you kind of feel like if you don't, you're not going to be part of that friend group anymore. Like they're going to see you as someone different, you know, not as a friend. It really, like, it really affects you. It's rough. Yeah. I'm incredibly lucky that, a, I've had like a strong faith instilled in me from childhood in my household, but I'm also incredibly lucky that like my close friend group was never something like the close, close friend group, like not even just mm-hmm. all y'all, but like the people that I would hang out with, like ride to school with or whatever, like that was never an issue there. I can give examples of, especially transition to college where not even peer pressure situations where I feel pressured. It's just, I feel weird. Like it, as a part of that group, like, our orientation for Alabama, like the strategy is basically to latch on to the nearest person you can find, the first person you can find and just be with them the whole time. And so like, you don't do that out of a character judgment. You do that out of, oh, this person's closest to me. So I ended up by these people who were from like the North and the far West. And so they're talking like, they're talking about, first they're talking about hockey, which I don't know nothing about. That's not a relevant thing down here, but then they're talking about like, Valid partying and they're all rushing um how much they drink their habitual alcohol consumption and their partying tactics and all and like i didn't feel like oh i'm not a part of the group if i don't discuss that i'm just like wow i have no part in this conversation i'm just going to stand <laughs> off to the side and be silent and observe because it's yeah it's quite interesting what's really funny is our like honors college dorm like it is a dorm building so there will be people that are not there there's one person who is not in honors, not in blunt, not in the pre-med honors program. Some random frat looking guy who by some chance, some coincidence ended up in our dorm. And I feel bad for him because a lot of times it'll just seem so out of place. Like there was one time where he's just like talking about beer and like you get like this thing in the back of your head that like, oh, maybe there's some deeper layer there. And that sounds incredibly pretentious, but it's just, it's, yeah. it's really funny how different like ideal pastimes and pleasures can be to people in college and like different interests and how they overlap, mm-hmm. especially in coincidental ways like that. Like how we ended up in our dorm, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> it's funky. It's funny. 
No, this is like a 21 Jump Street situation. He's infiltrating, trying to see if anybody's doing some hard drugs. Oh, yeah. And he discovers <laughs> that we're just like discussing. Trying to figure out who all the and like, hey, guys, I'm the normal college student. I like Any... beer. Do you guys like a beer? <laughs> Do any of you have drugs that you could sell? <laughs> Perhaps some of that uh, Jaja. Someone might say, <laughs> anybody like yes. to sell me some LSD? Does anybody want any, to be uh, Mary Jane? Perhaps with does anyone, a cache of fentanyl? Does anyone know where I could purchase by chance some methamphetamines? Cool college kids. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, oh. I know your honor students, and oh, those study nights, they they, mm. they, they last a long time. Does anybody have, have bath salts to rejuvenate prescription Adderall? My <laughs> <laughs> Not for real, though. Um, speaking of, like, drug abuse in college, Adderall is very scary. Yeah. As far as, like, the stories we have been told about it, like, you, you wouldn't think anything about it because it, it it's Adderall. But it it's very scary to think about. Like, I'm a paranoid person anyway. I don't, I don't yeah. do anything. But, like, being like, oh, I'm going to pop one of these and then study for a little bit and then wake up six hours later in the ER just doesn't sound good. It just doesn't yeah. sound like an individual I think experience. The best route to take for study drugs like is just like concert. massive thing of coffee, a pixie stick, a few pixie sticks maybe. That gets you through, and you don't have to worry about yeah. ODing. Luke, I, have like, I just have a constant IV drip of pre-workout, and it'll be Your okay. Face is gonna itch all the time. Like in the cliques in the school, there was even a clique of people that were just like the the druggies, or like the people that smoked weed, or the people that yeah. um, used a lot of jewels and stuff. Uh huh. That yeah. was a clique. And I mean, I know none of us were really like involved in any of that, so he didn't talk to us. But we knew some people yeah. that were, and. That didn't turn out too well for them. Nope. Bro. They got expelled. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. Rip the boy. I'm Rip. thinking about this. Immediately, this one kid comes to mind that, like, all he did was, like, sell weed in school and stuff. And then I think he got busted one time, like, as, like after soon after graduation. Um, he's in my He was in my graduating class, by the way. And um, he instantly got busted, and then I think he had some jail time. Immediately, as soon as he got out, he started contacting people. Was like, hey, you want some, you want some weed? I got more. Like, Reaching deep into the stage. Some people don't gotta, grow up after high school. You got to respect the hustle. They unlocked me up, but they didn't lock up my stash. Sure, <laughs> that's See, that makes, that makes, you know, talking about all these horror stories and drugs and all this stuff. We're gonna get a little sentimental. And is there any any people, you know, outside from this group that you were really happy to be friends with in high school that you don't talk to anymore? Oh, I've got one immediately. Um, it's not in high school though, middle school. I, I've been friends with this kid for like my whole life, right? It's been all through elementary school and all through middle school. And the main reason I was upset is because he was moving to Mobile or like buried South Alabama as soon as we were going into high school mm-hmm. right and i think i just recently sent him a snap like a couple of days ago um and we we talked about some things but it was kind of short it was a little 
a little sentimental, but um, it was that turns from eighth grade to ninth grade. I cried a lot that night, realizing that that was the last time I was going to see him. Mm-hmm. It was rough. One person that I like really hate that like I fell off of talking to, uh, like somebody that I unhealthily idolized freshman year, uh, my drum captain freshman year. I mm-hmm. like he after he graduated, we don't talk anymore, and I feel like that's just something that like was really really sucky at first like like I said earlier talking about the people feel like they're irreplaceable like that's a a big thing that has helped me to realize that is like somebody that I like I idolized pretty much somebody that I really looked up to like didn't really care anymore or didn't have the time to care I'm not gonna say they didn't care they just didn't have the time to care because they have a ton going on mm-hmm. and uh just something that's kind of helped me like my I was drum captain last year and the people like the people that I had underneath me or I say underneath me had on the line with me um I make it a point to regularly talk to them and stay involved in in their practicing and just kind of keeping it up because it was really hard for uh one of our freshmen for me like to see me go he even told me he was like I, I don't know how I'm going to do it without you there. And I was like, dude, I did it. You're going to be able to do it. It's fine. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to just stop interacting with them because it's it doesn't help them in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of mm-hmm. people do what um, they wish other people had done for them in the future. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend. I've been friends with him since second grade. One of the first people uh, I became friends with. I moved to my elementary school in second grade. So obviously I didn't know anyone. And he immediately was like, yo, what's up? You know, we became friends. We had so many classes together. We'd hang outside of school. I became really good friends with his family and all this stuff. But um, he got sucked into that whole world of, you know, really bad things and all. And like, I'd still talk to him, you know, and he wasn't as bad into it as some other people. So we'd still be able to hang out and stuff. But, you know, eventually it just kind of faded off. I never text him or anything anymore. And it really sucks because, you know, like we were best friends to hang out all the time, but, you know, just slowly faded away. It's just yeah. you know, really sad. Uh, if I'm thinking of the same person, I was in Boy Scouts with him, too. And, uh, yeah, I do miss talking to him, too. He was really like uh, you could just kind of like vibe with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was it junior and your senior year, y'all's junior and senior year that kind of started like pull apart yeah it was, it, it yeah. was more like during our junior and senior year was the time yeah. we kind of drifted apart is what he's saying which mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It is, is about true yeah i i think when you get late in high school it's kind of like everyone keeps to themselves in their junior year everybody kind of condenses junior year and then senior year everybody's like oh we're seniors Woo! and uh, kind of like, like nobody has anything to do for me junior year is whenever i started to like actually branch out like everyone especially among my classmates yeah Yeah. whenever we came in like freshman year I know especially within the band like I would hang out with some of the upperclassmen and like those were my band friends but like once they left I mean I just didn't really have anyone else in the band so like I started branching out to other people and then like I met other people through those people 
And so like, that's whenever I started to actually talk to more people in my grade and make better connections with people like that I would spend more time with. I, I, I really agree with that. I feel like the most unhealthy thing you can do for yourself in high school is make friends with people that are going to leave. Yeah. Like I, I mean, well, I don't think it's necessarily unhealthy, but I don't think that should be like your biggest yeah, friendships yeah, relationships yeah. that you have. Unhelpful. Unhelpful is what I should have said because like freshman year. Yeah. I made friends with tons of tons of seniors and then they were gone and I had to completely make friend, new friends, yeah. but I didn't know anybody in the, like in my class until like sophomore, junior year, you know? And mm -hmm. I feel like senior year, I like graduated and I knew it. I knew at least knew of everybody that was in my graduating class. It wasn't mm -hmm. one of those, like, I only, I only, I kept the blinders on and I only like dealt with these people. Like I tried to talk to as many people as I could and tried to at least say hey to as many people as I could. Mm -hmm. What I meant by the, like, junior, senior year thing was more of, like, not, like, closing people off. It was more of, like, you, by junior year, you've kind of figured yourself out. You will find the groups that you more fit in with is what I, I got you. You're, like, solidifying yourself. Yeah. In the friend you're solidifying yourself in the friend groups you're going to hang out with. It's I not as you. much, like, up in the air as it is earlier. Like, I majorly talked to you and Noah a lot more in junior year than mm -hmm. I did before and I mean yeah. we're roommates now if that yeah. like if that didn't happen a lot would be different and they yeah. were roommates they, they were roommates yeah I got a, a lot closer with you guys in like juniors senior senior especially I feel like I grew close Aubrey and I grew closer together through through the gym as well we go gym go, we go gym gym uh, According to Caden, so go check out the endless plug. Go check out the TikTok if you want to like hear about all of our red flags or what we perceive each other's red flags are. Um, but yeah. apparently, going to the gym a lot is a red flag. So. I don't think well, it's that's a red flag. that's rough. Everybody has different red flags. <laughs> that's a bonus to some people. It is a red flag. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, y'all having musical theater, going to the gym, you know, making friends that way. Um, is there any like organizations or friend groups that you felt like you didn't fit in with like as much as you wanted to as much as you tried like like you, you sure they'd accept you but you just didn't feel like you belong there musical theater at first mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like I did not feel like I needed to be there especially through auditions like we all we all the guys no, none of us had as far as the guys that had been only in band none of us had had sang in front of anybody before mm -hmm. yeah i think and there we, was a two out of the group of like nine that had <laughs> yeah and we all like bust into auditions and we're like you know what screw it and we all sing and like even though it was mediocre at best for some of us except for aubrey like <laughs> now like, it was it was so much fun and it was it was one of those things that honestly helped me to become like somebody who doesn't like I still have a sense of pride in myself and like carry myself a certain way but I feel like I stopped caring about what other people thought more and just went with what made me feel happy 
mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I was afraid to like sing in front of people. But after I did that, I was like, that was extremely fun. And then we ended up doing the talent show. But yeah, um, through musical theater, I uh, I improved a lot. Like my singing voice improved a lot. And I, I feel like it was like really fun to meet those new people in our senior year. I kind of wish that we had met those people earlier. But, I agree. To yeah, all of our younger listeners out there, uh, branch out, do some fun extracurriculars, mm-hmm. even ones that you think you might not enjoy, because I never mm-hmm. thought that I would enjoy musical theater, and now <laughs> I wish I had done that all four years of high school. My, my band director <laughs> made me dislike band uh, towards the end, and mm-hmm. that just kind of got me to move into musical theater, because I, didn't, I felt miserable. Like, I had never felt miserable sitting in the band room. And I walk in second semester and I'm like, I don't want to be here. And I've never not wanted to be in the band room. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to move out of this class. So I moved out of the class and it was, it was great. Like musical theater was amazing, but branching out and doing something that you think will make you super uncomfortable is the best way to a make friends and be like, branch yourself out and figure out what you're into i think i think i would agree with noah about starting this like band but i think it's just because i was part of the front ensemble and during marching band i was never out there with everyone else i always i never felt like i was a part of it because everyone would be out on the field growing you know uh together you know as a band whereas i just kind of sat inside and I just, yeah. I mean, I never, I never really grew close connections. I didn't do a senior will because I, I mean, no one really knew who I was. I was just kind of there. Luke, I had something uh, I wanted to ask you. With you being on the basketball team, you know, you joined in late your senior year and you weren't able to play as much as some of the other people. Did that make you feel like you were left out? There were definitely times when I felt left out. And it's not even, I mean, they were a great group of people. Like, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. Um and there was never any sort of conscious leaving out it's just simply the fact that they had been they had had the mutual experience of it for years and so I was included but like there was no possible way for me to be as integrated as they were and also in terms of actual like playing like playing playing I had like zero experience like high school wise so it would have been nice to have at least like at least another year would have been nice because mm-hmm. it felt like coming in to basically be a bench warmer. Not that it wasn't based off pure skill, but I also had like zero experience. So yeah. I think uh, we should give our closing thoughts about our high school experience and all that. Maybe give some advice to anyone who is in high school or just high school sucks. Advice. Get over it, <laughs> bro. High school, high school was amazing. School was Honestly, great. Those last two years, like. Uh, I've got the question now. What do you guys wish you would have done earlier in high school? Like, what, what's the advice you would give your younger self or just someone starting in high school about what they should be doing? Don't care, don't, don't care about what other people think about you. Branch out That's more. As we've said, you don't stick around with a lot of the people. You only stick around with the people that you're close with, the people that you truly cared about. So don't be afraid to be yourself. Yeah. I've kind of got two things. Um, Firstly, I wish, like, I was not bad academically at all in that sense, but, like, I wish that I had tried academically more earlier on. 
like just doing like more things to better myself for college is like i mean not that i like at a disadvantage now but i see a lot of other people that are at a like definitive distinct advantage that i wish i kind of created earlier on just doing more academic stuff second thing and it, it wasn't always my choices a lot of extenuating circumstances but i wish i had like played basketball longer like do stuff that you like like play sports or do extracurriculars longer like i really wish that i played it more than just one year i was gonna say uh if anybody ever feels like stuck where they are in high school i assure you you're not actually stuck you can get out of whatever situation you're in even if it feels like whatever you try to change mm-hmm. isn't gonna happen it will eventually change uh, my piece don't let your age or your experience keep you from doing things because that is the biggest load of bs like you you think oh i can't get a job at this age i can't get a job at this age i got a job at a medical clinic at 14 and like had no experience but you you gain experience by looking for that experience so have those experiences and don't look at yourself as below anybody else because of any certain circumstances that you can't help. Yeah. I would also like to thank Luke for being on bro. the podcast. Yeah. And bro, yes. Thank you, Luke. Shameless, shameless yeah. book plug, Luke. Oh, yes. Go check him do out. It. Plug it. Luke McClendon on Amazon. Go do it. Run it up. Give me some royalties. <laughs> the Underground. Recommend. The Underground. Right. Underground. Tango Fox's Tale. Uh, Geneva Vibes if I ever get around to it. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, well, uh, I think that's all we have for the podcast for today. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, Next episode will be out sometime in the week, hopefully, and it'll be us talking about relationships, which will be uh, interesting. So uh, if you want to hear about our failed relationships and uh, interesting things that might have happened in them, then make sure you tune in <clears throat> next time. <clears throat> there will definitely be a, a lot, a lot to say. And if you want to hear about any certain topics, DM me on Instagram and I will look into it and we will talk about it. You have to be following us on TikTok. True. Yeah, follow us on TikTok. Uh, we are also going to be making an Instagram, yeah. the AA podcast on Instagram. So make sure you check us out there as well. Yeah. All right. Let's go. It is currently 12.57 a.m. Central time. Central time. Good talk. <laughs> All right. So it's now bedtime for us. So, good night. Yeah. Good, good night. night. Good 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 night